Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, Jay Harvey. Good to see you, Jim. All right, Jay. Yeah. We're standing in a one-of-a-kind kind of place. It yes. seems to me it's called... Quack Daddies. Quack Daddies. Yes. I mean, there's a story behind that name. I know there has to be. There is. This is a donut shop. Right. And uh, this donut shop is just not any donut shop. It's about community. Right. It's about the craft. Right. It's about reviving a small town. Exactly. It's about bringing people together. It, that's it. I mean, donuts, community, yeah. life. Yeah. It all works together. And and you get to make the donuts however you want them. Whoa, it's whoa, it's whoa. a beautiful thing. Whoa. We get to make yes. the donuts the way we want them. Yes. Hey, you don't want to miss Viewpoint today. We're at Quack Daddy's. Stay with us. Today we're at Quack Daddy's. I'm with Jay Harvey. Quack Daddy's is in downtown Pendleton, Indiana. That's right, right in the heart of the Midwest, Jim. That's right. Pendleton actually is a very old and well-established community. Yes. Now in the Indianapolis metro, it's just on the northeast side, and it's a a main street with brick buildings that date back to the 19th century. It's Mm -hmm. experiencing a kind of revival, and Quack Daddy's is one of those retail outlets, one of those dining halls, one of those community places that the town, and not just from Pendleton, but all around Indianapolis, are coming to gather. Right. And we're so glad to be at Quack Daddy's, uh, not just you and I, Jay, and with the crowd of people here lining up for the donuts, because it is, first of all, a donut shop, but we're here with Dave. Dave has been at Quack Daddy's from the beginning. Hello, folks. It's good to be with you today. Thanks for showing up today and doing this radio broadcast. (laughs) Dave, we're so glad to be here. Dave, now, I've known you for a while. Give us a little background on on your life here in the Midwest, in Pendleton, and then how you gravitated over to Quack Daddy's and, and what you like about it most. All right. Well, I was born in California. When I was 10, my family moved to this area. I finished school and worked at a job for 25 years, and then I bought a coffee shop here in Pendleton, Indiana. I ran that for about six years. Uh, when I decided to sell to one of my employees, uh, I'm very uh, well acquainted and good friends with the owners here at the donut shop. They approached me about running the donut shop. for. And that those are people who have a real heart for community. And so they knew that you were interested in staying involved in the community. And they kind of came to you and told you first, right, that this was their idea. And they wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit about how to bring people in and, and create a sense of community. Is that right? That's correct. We sat over dinner one evening and they explained what their plan was to do a donut shop. And they uh, knew that I had been involved in business here in the Pendleton area and knew Pendleton fairly well. And uh, they expressed their desire to make it a community-oriented business, a family-oriented business. They both loved this town. They grew up here. And they just wanted to contribute something beautiful to the downtown. All right. I've just got to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Quack daddy. Right. I get the whole idea. Bring the town together. Have some sweet treats. But the name, what's that about? What's that all about? Okay, here's how it happened. The owners were in Colorado visiting family. Uh, Plans were uh, in progress to do the donut shop. They couldn't come up with a name. So what they decided was uh, they would just get together with family and discuss it. Over dinner, somewhere in Colorado, at the restaurant they were at, they noticed on the menu, everything on the menu had something to do with the local wildlife. So they asked the question, what do we have in Pendleton? Well, we have ducks in the park. (laughs) There's a big park nearby, uh, beautiful Pendleton Falls. That's right. And so you're saying that the ducks in the park became the catalyst for the name. Right. Now, i got to ask this question then. The, The donuts 
aren't made from the ducks, right? <laughs> they are not made from the ducks. No. Okay, good. It's kind good. of a local brand, nothing more. <laughs> All right, talking about donuts, let's get into it. When we come back, we want to walk through Quack Daddies to show you how donuts really can be done. We'll be right back. Jennifer Wilson, you're the original co-host with me here at Viewpoint, and during all of these years, have you ever been with us to the Holy Lands? I have not. Well, JJ, I want you to come with us next time because we're going to go again in January 2018. Why in January? At the front end of the month, we'll be in Bethlehem for the Orthodox Christmas Eve. And then we're going to walk through the streets of the old city of Jerusalem. We'll be on the Mount of Olives and overlook that city over which Jesus wept. We'll go to Galilee and you'll go out on a wooden boat framed like the one Jesus sailed on and you'll see the bowl of mountains upon which the lilies bloom like Solomon's glory. There's so much to experience, so many places to go, the scripture comes alive. JJ, come along with us. And everyone listening, we want you to join us. How do you get there? Check out our website, cbhviewpoint.org. Read all about it. Or give us a call, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, toll free. See you there. All right, at Quack Daddy's Donut Shop in downtown Pendleton, Indiana, you don't just come in and buy a donut off a rack. Right. The donuts are custom made, it's right. fresh, and you get to order it up just like you would an ice cream sundae, let's say, at That's another correct. kind of a place. That's right. All right, so right now I'm standing in the heart of Quack Daddy's, and there's all kinds of open workspace. I can't get behind the counter exactly, but it looks like there's a big thing in the back where the donuts are made. Dave? You run this place. How do you make a donut? Where does it start? Well, we start with a really high-quality premium donut mix, and we mix our own dough here in the back room. And then we bring it out to this um, uh, really sophisticated piece of machinery. It's a donut machine. It's a robot, actually. And we fry up the donuts. It's a pretty precise operation, and they all are very uniform, look the same. And then we, um, we process according to the uh, customer's order. So you get a basic donut, and it goes through all those steps, and now the customer comes up and says, this is how I want my donut to look and exactly. taste. Exactly, and we can make whatever you want. By Whoa. Going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you're, you've already, you had me at fry the donut. You had me at hello right there. So okay. if somebody's new and comes in, how do they know what all is available? All right, well, we have a big chalkboard here right behind me with all the instructions that we'd rather tell you about it. I invite people up to the cash register, and I'll go through the whole program. We have an order form. We have six different icings and about 16 different toppings. And it, our order form works like a graph. It's really not too hard to figure out. But I think we figured up there's 118 different combinations, and we can vary those as you desire. We're, we're all about making it just what you want. All right, so I've got the order form right here. I've got it. It's got all the columns. I mean, this is like a piece of graph paper. Yeah, absolutely. Fill in the blanks. But, Dave, you got to help me order. I'm a okay. newbie. I haven't right. done it before. So I I'm going to choose 
uh, from these options, it says icing only, no topping. No, that's not me. I that's want the works. That's not an option. Yeah. All right. So, so <laughs> what's your favorite donut? How how would you strike one up if you were going to sell it to me? You know what? If I was going to sell it to you, I would. You look like a maple bacon kind of guy to me. You know what I mean? I would. Uh, I would. I would ice that donut in some really good, high quality maple icing, and then we have real bacon, not imitation bacon bits. We have real bacon. We dip it in bacon, or I don't know. Jay here looks like a kind of a vanilla raspberry drizzle kind of guy you know what I mean? yes that's right <laughs> i think i could fix him up one of those and i don't know maybe a little sea salt on top caramel for Ooh, John here. So okay john salt. our producer yeah, the yeah. crew yeah. we don't want him to be left out yeah. all right yeah caramel with sea salt it's a real popular donut here okay could i get maple without bacon you certainly can you can get it any way you want <laughs> all right okay, okay. That's, that, that that's, sounds like a that's plan that's what quack that is about all right so i'm at the counter I just need to fill in the blanks and turn it in. Absolutely. You um, will help you if you need, but most people are pretty familiar with what they want. Some people like to try something new every time. And, uh, yeah, you fill that out, hand it to the clerk here behind the cash register. We take your money, and your donut starts working right away. Awesome. And you know what? We're going to sign up right now. And when we take a break, they're going to be making that donut, and we're going to experience community at Quack Daddy's. We'll be right back. Water you turned into wine You open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you None like you Into the darkness you shine And out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome in power Our God Our God darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you and our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than any other our God is Oh, God. 
Dave, I am looking at art. The donuts we ordered just a moment ago, custom made. Absolutely. Fabulous, beautiful. Obviously, uh, a donut is, is something so delicious to taste. But I'm asking you, you come to work here, you run this place. What is the best part about Quack Daddies? For you, what really makes, makes you hum? Well, uh, probably a two-tier answer with that. Uh, professionally, I, just, I like seeing the community come together. I like uh, to work with the donuts, the artistry of it. Um, it's a beautiful thing for this town. I've gotten to know great people on a personal level. Working with and for the owners here has just been so gratifying. They're beautiful people with hearts that are generous and open and um, uh, very selfless. And uh, they give a lot to this community. And to be associated with and aligned with people like that is very, very gratifying to me. Thanks, Dave. That is so excellent because Quack Daddy's is about delicious donuts. And Jay, yes. come on. The donuts that. that we are just eating right now, absolutely. Off the chart. Jaw-dropping. Amazing. This is just not a regular donut. <laughs> really, really good. And Quack Daddy's is about that, but it's really about relationships. Right. And this store is bringing revival, if mm-hmm. I can use the term, yeah. to the main street of downtown Pendleton. People right. crowd in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days there are lines up out onto the sidewalk mm-hmm. as people come for the donuts. But more happens because you can't just come in and buy a donut. You have to talk, don't you? You do. You have to talk. You can't just you know, go point. You, you have to fill out. You have to think. You have to kind of say, this is uh, what I want. Here's my name. They call out your name. They get to know you a little bit. And you're always running into people that you uh, have seen in other places. And it's just a non-threatening place where people come. They get what they want. They talk. They converse. And they either stay and have their donuts. Or sometimes they have to take them home to those who are waiting for their magical Quack Daddy's donuts. But it's a great community place. And the donuts are delicious, but they're really an excuse for the relationships. Right, I mean, right. Starbucks actually operates in much the same way. Coffee is the game, but right. actually Starbucks is a phenom in the way in which people come there to right. talk or to meet a friend. I actually have a meeting later today right. at a local Starbucks, and right. we're meeting there. I don't even drink coffee, right. but I'm going there for the community. Right. All right, that is actually a biblical principle, because... We often forget that the most important teaching of Jesus Mm -hmm. came out of mealtime. He was a guest at someone's home. He was at the dining table. There was a story where he was invited here and somebody said this and he said that. But much of the greatest teaching that we ascribe to Jesus was delivered in a community around a table with food in the center. Oh, I know. That's so true. And we often overlook that. And and one of the stories that came to my mind as you were speaking is when he said, you know, uh, I'm going to your house for dinner tonight. Come down out of that tree, Zacchaeus. I'm going to your house for dinner. And what that really meant was I approve of our relationship. I'm going to invest in your relationship. When when you invited someone into your home or they came to your home for dinner in, in Jesus's age, that meant more than just hospitality. That meant fellowship. That meant friendship. And uh, sit up and take notice of what was this relationship all about. And so that um, that centering piece of food and fellowship is actually taking place here in the form of donuts and fellowship. And in the story you just quoted about Zacchaeus uh, in Jericho mm-hmm. is a story about Jesus saying, I have some really important truth to communicate to you, Zacchaeus, right. but I'm not going to talk to you in the tree. Right. <laughs> you're going to come down. Right. We're going to sit at your table, your dining table, because yes. when you're eating together, walls come down. Right. Heart stores are open and truth can walk in. And this is nowhere more dramatically captured 
than in the story of that famous Last Supper. Right. We, we talk about the Last Supper, and we forget it was actually a supper. A, a supper. It was a meal. Right. And the greatest emblems of the Christian faith involve food. Right. Now, I want to just share with you a couple sure. of verses right out of Luke chapter 22. When the time came, this is Luke chapter 22, verse 14. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Table, It was a Passover meal, a holiday meal. They sat down with food on the table. Jesus said, I've been very eager to eat Mm. with you this Mm -hmm. Passover meal before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Mm. Now, from this story captured in Matthew, in Mark, and in Luke, a similar uh, description is told without actually the bread and the cup in John's gospel, but about the same meal where Jesus gives some of the most dramatic and important teaching ever about his heart for his people and how we should relate to him and others and the coming of the Holy Spirit. It all takes place at the dining table. Right. And we have ritualized so much of this that we forget the simple pleasure and beauty and power of sharing together with someone else a meal, Mm. some food, and that then coming to a place of sharing of heart thoughts and truth that change lives. Right. And when the walls come down, like you said, and and I think about Jesus's words, and as you were speaking, I I was trying to picture when he said, I'm so eager to eat this with you. And, And in a way, Jim, maybe, maybe, it was because at the meal, everybody was going to be who they really were. The walls were going to come down. Jesus was going to be able to really communicate with them in an authentic way because they were eating a meal. And it's, it's so difficult to put up pretenses when you are at the table with someone. And so he was eager to have this meal before his suffering began so that he could truly connect with them one more time. And, and you're right. We ritualize that. And if we would just stop long enough to understand that, there's so much to be gained when the walls come down and our hearts are revealed in community and we can witness and see others uh, loving each other and getting back to the basics of, of what's most important in life. Tremendous growth happens in those short moments, but we still have to take them. We have to stop and be purposeful about taking that time to find a place in community to be who we really are. We live in a world where there are deep divisions and all kinds of controversies and a lot of impassioned talk. But if you can dine with someone, if you can sit down at the table with them, it's possible that even though you come from very different angles, you'll find your way to some common understanding. Food opens the door because food is a universal. All of us need food to live. And so food becomes an equalizer. Jesus used food as a way in which to illustrate truth, hence the bread and the cup, but also as a venue where he could talk and walk into the core of a person's being. Mm. And all of us today need to learn from the Lord's own model. Our invitation to you is to come and dine. This is what Jesus said to the disciples when they first met him. And they were asking about, who are you? As they were 
running across his path by the riverbank of the Jordan River. And he said, come and dine. And we want to invite you to come and dine. As you break the bread today, as you have a meal, think about sharing it with someone, maybe in a community place like Quack Daddy's or maybe at your house. But as you're eating, think about the common humanity you share with those who are dining with you. And then think about, is there something to talk about that is really meaningful? And honestly, pray that the Lord might allow you to speak of himself Mm. or for you to hear about Jesus and see the food not just as a perfunctory routine that you have to do to get through the day, but as a sacred moment where you can share an idea or learn an idea. And the greatest idea you can learn is about Jesus himself. Mm. And so when you think about Holy Communion, the bread and the cup, it's Jesus himself saying, this food represents me. Never forget that. And as often as you take the cup, and eat this bread. You remember me. That's what the scripture tells us. We're not sure where you are in life right now. You may be dining alone. Well, find a quack daddy's. (laughs) Get to a place where there's some other people and start thinking about what can happen in conversation there. If you are dining with others today, think about it as more than just a time to eat, but a time to share. And if you know Jesus today, think about that mealtime as a time to talk about Jesus. And if you do not know Jesus today, Think about finding someone with whom you can eat that knows something about him and ask some questions. But never underestimate the power of what we all do every day, eating, to be the doorway for spiritual life. You can start on that journey right now with us by praying. You might think, praying about what? I'm going to pray today that you find a place to eat and to meet Jesus. Join me. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you are everywhere present. And you have organized our lives in such a way that we can, if we are willing, find you. We pray, Lord, that you will use a mealtime in the experience of all of our listeners this day, or maybe tomorrow, that you will use a mealtime to open up the bread of life, that it won't just be eating food materially, but there'll be a moment of spiritual food. I pray, Jesus, that you'll show up at the table. And for everyone who joins me in this prayer, may we have a meal, may we have a moment food in hand, where we think about Christ, think about our lives, and see our own worlds from heaven's view. Join us, Lord, and dine with us, and speak to us, and reveal yourself to us in the meals that we eat. And I pray that this will be so for all who pray with us now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Where Jesus died 
The cross should have been mine, but His love rolled through time and heard my heart's cry. He heard my heart's cry. Now every other hope and dream is lost inside of this one thing to know the one who died for me and lived my life. For Jesus Christ is my heart's cry. So let my thinking, well, what good can that do? I promise you. You pray that prayer and you go through a few meals between now and tomorrow, you're going to have a moment. Keep your eyes open and your heart store open and see where Jesus shows up. <laughs> Want to talk to us about it? Give us a call. Just dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone. We'd love to talk to you about food and Jesus. Jay, if someone did not want to call us up but would feel more comfortable sending us an email online, what's our web address? Uh, Jim, they can find us at www.cbhviewpoint.org. cbhviewpoint.org. CBH, those letters mean Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. Right here from Quack Daddies today. cbhviewpoint.org. Send us an email. Read about the ministry. We will reply. Or at the last, if you prefer, just use the Postal Service. Write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, go online, or use the post, please, let us hear from you this week. Jay, thanks for opening the door at Quack Daddy's for us today. I mean, this is your hometown. It is my hometown, and I'm very proud of Quack Daddy's, and... Um it's just a pleasure to be out and, and to see the people around who are kind of wondering what we're doing. But uh, that's why you should come. And when you walk out the door, Quack Daddies, there is above the door yes. a quote from Jesus himself which says, This is my commandment to you. Love one another. Love that. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, broadcasting today from Quack Daddies in downtown Pendleton, Indiana, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.